0: everyone, welcome back to the Time Shifters Podcast. I am, We are in studio. I am your host, Christopher Page. I have with me Matt Flynn. Welcome back once again. Hey. We uh, talked about everything that you watched last year. Uh, we thought we'd look ahead to 2018 a little bit this year. A couple of the films, that have, at least the first half of the year, uh, uh, films that we've heard about or have we've got actual trailers for and we know something. There's a few films uh, that I saw, can't think of what they were right now, of course. But I saw some names of the films. Were like, "Oh, that sounds interesting," but there was no trailers or anything. So, they're like some good cast or some good story, but no no trailer. So it's like, well, I think I'll hold off on those and wait and see. There was one that I didn't see. I only just discovered today, and I just posted on the group called Cold Skin. It, it on its surface, it looks like it's just a uh, you know monsters attacking a. Uh, uh, a far off lighthouse in the early 20th century kind of just monsters base under siege kind of thing but then there's little hints in the trailer that there's a little bit more that these aren't just monsters that they're intelligent and maybe there's some relationship between the characters and the monsters and it's like hmm yeah it just kind of hints at it And it's like well if it's more of that and less of the you know more of the latter and uh, instead of the former it might be kind of interesting but We'll see. It was the first time I had heard of it. I just saw the trailer today.
1: might be one of those movies where you find out people are
0: the monsters. Well, and they <laughs> even have that line in the trailer, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. The, there's one guy that says, you know, this is, we're the invaders. If That makes us the you know, the enemy or that makes us the bad guys. I was like, okay. But, but then yet the next is just the battle of the creatures climbing the lighthouse and people, you know, blasting them with shotguns. I was <laughs> so like, well... Okay, which direction is this going?
1: <laughs> Hopefully it pays off and it's not just a jumble.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're probably getting a little ahead of ourselves there. I just wanted to talk about that while it's was fresh in my head. Uh, if you're first time listening, thank you for joining us. I hope you continue. If you want to subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, or any, you know, whatever, wherever you find your podcast, please do so. And leave any reviews if you have the chance. That would be awesome. Any feedback for this show or any others can be sent to timeshifterspodcast at gmail.com. We are on, we are on Twitter. You can follow us at Movies at the Mat and at TimeshiftersPod. And, oh, Tee Public. If you go to the Tee Public and uh, search for Timeshifters Podcast, you can find some T-shirts and stickers, coffee mugs, whatever, if you need any of that. Even, even if you don't, why not, you know? <laughs> they always have sales, so look for a good sale and get some promo codes and maybe purchase something there. A little bit comes back
1: our way to help pay for things around here. I should have mentioned my wife bought me one.
0: Oh, did she? Yeah.
1: Oh, very nice. So I have a Time Shifters t-shirt. Excellent. I wear it at the gym. Everyone's like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> very cool. See, that's good. That's exactly
0: what it's for. Get people kind of curious, and uh, maybe they'll check it out. i I. I've happy to have one now because you know we are coming up to convention season. Yeah. And um I even mentioned I kind of threw it out on my um I threw it out on the group which didn't get a lot of activity but I threw it out <laughs> on my on my personal wall and got a ton of activity about upcoming conventions. So there going to be a few that I'm going to try to hit and of course and I'll be easy to find because I'll be the one with the camera, the recorder in a big in a black Time Shifters podcast t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I think the uh, first podcast, or first podcast, the first convention I'm going to try to hit is the Lexington Comic and Toy, or Lexington Toy and Comic, I forget which direction it goes, uh, which is coming up in March. I'm going to try to go down to that. Then there's probably going to be a little bit of law in June. I'm going to do Wonderfest, which is down in Louisville, which is kind of a convention about uh, models, plastic models, uh, uh, reproductions, uh, props, that kind of stuff. I thought that would be interesting. And then um, Monster Bash, of course, is in June, so I'll be going back to that this weekend, or that this weekend, for the weekend. You want to go this I weekend. I want to go this weekend. I have to wait till June. I've got my tickets. I've got my passes, you know, and got everything set up, and it's like, oh, I have to wait. June. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, uh, Cincinnati Comic Expo will be coming up in the fall and uh, September, so um, definitely try to get down there for a day. And I uh, think that's you know there was a lot of other mentions of some other cons. Some people are going up to G Fest in Chicago. I'm always jealous. I haven't been able to make it up to that big Godzilla and mm-hmm. rubber-suited uh, <laughs> convention. Everybody's one of these sweaty years, convention. <laughs> yeah, one of these years I'll get up there. It's usually pretty close. It's sometime in the summer too. So trying to do that and all the other ones going to be kind of tough. That's going to have to be like, that's what I do that year. (laughs) This gives
1: you time to work on your Godzilla suit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, cosplay is really hard. (laughs) It's really hard to get cosplay going up there. But, yeah, any conventions you guys are going to, uh, our listeners here, if you want to throw them our way, let us know where and what and what you'll be doing. we'd, We'd appreciate that. I think we'll take – we don't have any news or anything this time. Not a lot going on. Uh, everyone's kind of focusing on the Oscars, which is cool. We've got some horror and sci-fi nominated for Oscars this year, more than I think we ever have. It's yeah. been a while, including Get Out, which is a film of yours, is up for Best Picture. Do you think it has a chance?
1: I mean, I'm not big into the, to the award shows. I don't really – I'm not interested in somebody else's opinion, especially mm-hmm. since sure. you don't even know who those people are. It's always just like, you know, they got nominated by – who? You know, people are always like, how can how how can they pick that as the winner? It's like, well, who's they? No one can ever give you a name. And I always overanalyze it like that. So, does it have a chance? Yes, I think if you're nominated, everything has a chance because That's true. anytime people make predictions, you see how it's never everybody's correct across the board. It's just sort of like that one, how did that win? Mm-hmm. So, who knows? Could win, could be a surprise. I don't know. I don't even know what else is nominated. So, yeah. <laughs>
0: I know uh, that has a nomination. Uh, the Shape of Water, which you sell, wasn't too. You weren't too thrilled with, has no. a nomination or has quite no. a few not, nominations. Not
1: a Del Toro fan. Yeah, it was strange.
0: I I just appreciate that the genres are finally kind of getting some recognition. Sure. Um, and the, well, honestly, the and the fact that there are some films that are worthy of the recognition. I mean, honestly, there's a lot of people that think that you know, the old horror and sci-fi gets snubbed. Well, horror and sci-fi often don't have films worth you know other than the technical or the right. special effects or sound editing and stuff like that they're not necessarily worthy of in my opinion right. of they like use- the best picture or the best actor you know and now they finally are i think people are starting to put a little bit more attention to detail maybe on some of these films and and it's starting to be recognized
1: right and i think now it's cuz people are using those genres to say something mm-hmm. whereas in the past it was just like we're going to scare you and that's about it you know, or we're going to show you something creepy or we're going to thrill you. But it's like, what are you telling me? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so it's it's cool. I mean, it, uh, like I said, obviously many sci-fi films have been nominated for some of the more special effects or whatever. But uh, the fact that we have actually have some that have some decent stories that are, like you said, telling something that are making a uh, kind of putting a footprint and, you know, and uh, in concrete rather than sand. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty cool. So anyway, with that, we will take a short break here for the promo for another podcast. And when we get back, we're going to start looking ahead to 2018. What is this, the wonderful Billy Flynn? Just some podcast that's supposed to be geeky, podcasting's Rich Siegfried. Did you try it? I'm not going to try it. You try it. Screw that noise. I'm not going to try it. Hey, Flintstress, let's get
1: Mikey. Do you mean critically acclaimed comedy rock star Mikey Mason, who hosts the Beer Powered Time Machine podcast? Yeah, but he won't listen. He hates everything. Hi, I'm critically acclaimed comedy rock star Mikey Mason. I don't often listen to podcasts. But when I do, make mine Geek Radio Daily. Hey, hey, man, that's a different promo. Between love and madness lies Geek Radio Daily. That's kind of accurate. There are some things money can't buy. GRD is free online. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Geek Radio Daily. Eh, we'll take it. Geek
0: Radio Daily. All the geek without the weight. GeekRadioDaily.com. All right, I got the list here and I kind of I just went with uh, the date of release cuz I thought that was certain that was the best. Uh, Black Panther was on your list. I didn't put it on my list cuz I thought it would kind of um, went without saying. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, obviously looking forward to Black Panther. That's going to be the first one that comes out. That comes out the, the February, right?
1: Well, I actually have one that comes out before um comes out February 1st. From what I read on it, it actually came out two years ago, but it was just one of those. It's out, it got made, and there, and there it is. But it had no kind of release. But now, I think it's getting like praised at like some film festivals, so it's finally getting a wide release. Which one's this? So it's a comedy. It's being uh, billed as a. It's being called like. It's set in a reality for some people. Mm-hmm. And so it's a dark comedy, and it's called Driving While Black.
0: Oh, okay. I had that. I I saw that it was on your list. I thought it was further later in the year.
1: Um, the thing I found it said February first. Okay. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's bouncing around, but that was the latest thing I saw on its. I think it was on IMDb, or maybe oh no, IMDb had it listed as 2016, and so I had to look into it further. And it said February first of oh, this okay. year. Oh, okay,
0: that explains that because I don't actually have it on my actual paper list, folks. I'm living high uh, here, but no will You hear some noise? It's the me flipping paper. But uh, oh, but, okay. so oh, that's probably why I didn't throw it on the list because I thought oh, there's there's a confusion here. I didn't understand this. I, there was I knocked one off my list too because suddenly I thought oh wait I thought it said but now it's like 2019 and oh, there was really? some confusion so
1: that movie's come out at all is amazing yeah, yeah okay. but yeah it, it's, it's just this idea it's this comedy from the point of view of this guy who he's a pizza delivery guy and so anytime he gets in his car he's worried he's gonna get pulled over and mm-hmm. harassed by the police and in the trailer there was this funny part where he's like this is not a new thing this goes back years of my life and it cuts to him as a small kid on his bike right. riding down the sidewalk and the police pull him over and I'm just sort of like All right, you have something to say, but it's going to make me laugh, too. Yeah, I I was little...
0: I watched the trailer. Well, actually, there's two or three trailers, Yeah, mostly the same, not much added to one to another. But, uh, yeah, there's definitely some moments where you think, okay, that's kind of funny. But then there's other times where it's like, oof, that's a... You know, trying to find the tone on that one is going to be... You're going to be have, like, this is going to be up and down, I think, as yeah. you're watching this film.
1: And that's kind of what I'm I'm looking forward to. I definitely want to see it. I, I like movies that kind of send you on the roller coaster, especially if it's, like, it's grounded in reality, and it's just like, well, people go through this, and it's crap. So if, if they can also, like, twist a little bit to make it funny so that it's not just, you know, them trying to get on a soapbox or anything. Like, right. they want to tell you something, but they also want to entertain you.
0: I like that it's sort of... Uh breaks the reality a little bit where the the guy's describing that if he sees a cop on a street he, he goes to another street and you see him stopping like oh i see you and, and it's he, like four blocks down and you see the cruiser and then it zooms to the cruiser, and their cop's like yeah i see you too <laughs> <laughs> I'm like okay yeah that's kind of funny yeah if they can walk that line where it's just where they can they can have their message right and, and yet still be kind of fun uh might be worth watching, yeah.
1: Right, and then there's that part where the one guy's handcuffed, and all the cops are surrounding him, and they're all holding knives. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what do I do? What do I do? And the cops are like, don't run. Don't you do it. And his friends are like, you better run. And so he starts running, and they're all chasing after him with knives. And then <laughs> Remember your safety. <laughs> Remember your training when you run with your knives. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to like this movie.
0: <laughs> you like the dark comedy. Yes, absolutely. Is definitely your thing. The uh, first one, uh, February 23rd, again, outside of Black Panther, um, a film that will, may possibly get swallowed up by, by Black Panther. Uh, it was called Annihilation. And what uh, kind of pulled me into this one, what it, it's from the writer-director of uh, Ex Machina. Okay. Which, did you
1: watch that one? Ex Machina? Yeah, yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, it
0: was really interesting, really good. And so the writer-director of that, uh, Alex Garland, Uh, is behind this one. It stars Natalie Portman, uh, Tessa Thompson, and Oscar Isaac, uh, who's Poe Dameron from the Star Wars film. Uh, It's based on Jeff Vandermeer's best-selling Southern Reach trilogy, Annihilation, stars Natalie Portman as biologist who signs up for a dangerous secret expedition where the laws of nature don't apply. It also has uh, Jennifer Jason Leigh, Gina Rodriguez. But this one is um, interesting. There's like a a weird something uh, they call the shimmer and it's slowly growing and uh believe it's uh inside this thing obviously you know reality is twisted and bent and it's like a whole nother world and they have to figure out what it is what's going on someone went in and only one person came back you know the husband of uh i think natalie portman's character And, you know, she tries to go into this thing to find out what it is and what happened to him. And it just has this uh, weird, interesting sci-fi fantasy bend to it. And then, like I said, uh, being adapted by uh, Alex Garland just definitely pulled me in.
1: Yeah, I saw the trailer for that a few times in the theater. And it was one of those trailers where you felt uncomfortable. But they didn't tell you a whole lot. Like, they just kind of kept showing you, like bizarre imagery mm-hmm. and characters moving around, not a lot of words being spoken. And I'm just sitting there going, the hell is this? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not sure how I'm supposed like, is it supposed to be one of those like fun sci-fi is interesting or are you, yeah. Are you about is, to scare me right now? Is this now? a thought-provoking? Is right. this a horror? Is right. this a science fiction? Yeah. I, I, I don't know really know where it's going to fall, and it looks interesting, but at the same time, I'm like, I kind of want you to tell me a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I want to know what I'm in store for. Like, how am I supposed to mentally prepare for this? <laughs> or do you not want me to prepare for it? Is that, like, the goal here? Well, I'm
0: honestly, did you have any idea when you wa- when you went in to see Ex Machina? Did you really know what you were getting into with that one?
1: A little bit. Um, it I, it was deeper than I thought it was going to be, but I thought it was at least going to be on that line. I just didn't think it was going to go that far. I'm curious to see
0: when when you do something of this scale as far as the uh, the plot, the scale of the plot, where it's this strange growing, you know, it's they give the idea that it's something that maybe it's like terraforming and it's changing and it's like, okay, so how do you end this film? Do we end with the end of Earth as we know it? Or is this aliens and do we defeat them or do they defeat us or is is it something else entirely is it all a dream <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what i want to see i want to see how they handle the big picture on this
1: right yeah that would be it would be frustrating if it was all a dream if like somebody like walks in and then it's like oh yeah everything else you saw was just them having a quick thought and then they're on the other side and there's nothing
0: <laughs> right it interested me. It wasn't anything that I had heard of until I started kind of looking ahead. And then I uh, I, I saw it like, all right, I'm interested.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just vague enough to pull you in. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly, exactly.
1: Next one for me, uh, going off of um, Ex Machina, because it is um, Alicia... Vindicar, I think that's how you say your name for Tomb Raider, March sixteenth. Okay, right. um And you know, I loved her performance in Ex Machina to the point that I'll watch her in anything. I thought she was excellent as Eve, the I guess the AI. And so to put her in the role of Lara Croft because I never watched any of the other ones with Angelina Jolie. I'm not even, I'm not that big into the games. I played a bit of that kind of reboot to the franchise and this movie is pretty much based off of that game Mm -hmm. both plot and how it looks like they look identical um so that game had a pretty good story and if it's going to follow that story i'm like yeah with her in that role i'm down this this is a a laura croft who's it's it's an origin story of how she becomes Mm -hmm. the tomb raider but it's also it's a laura croft who's vulnerable you know she you know, in the other ones, it was like, yeah, she fights, but she fought kind of like how Sean Connery fought as James Bond, like, oh, he's in trouble, but he he's never hurt, yeah, this is she's broken, she's tattered, she's covered in mud, she's bleeding, her like you know she's always holding like her arm, the game opens like with her like getting impaled mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm down for that, I'm down <laughs> for the vulnerable action hero,
0: yeah, no it looked really cool. I realized after watching this trailer i'm not sure i ever saw the original tomb raider film i i think i wanted to see it and maybe even tried to sit down and watch it but never probably maybe brought the disc home but then you know never watched it and it went back unwatched and i can't i don't if i did watch it i have no memory of it <laughs> yeah that's that's how it is and i so, think
1: that's about how that movie is anyway if, if you did watch it it's unforge- It's it's forgettable forgettable yeah it's very forgettable
0: uh, but, yeah, I'm not into the game. I, I did try to play the game, and I couldn't even get Laura out of the pit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, was like, okay, this isn't for me. I got into the <laughs> island, and I started hunting deer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I have no baggage uh, going
0: into this film, so uh, it'd definitely be worth... I didn't realize it was her. I didn't uh, mm-hmm. dig deep enough to uh, actually realize that she had a connection to Ex Machina. So she played the AI girl. Yeah. I had no idea.
1: Yeah, she she was probably my... I mean, the whole cast, because that's actually Oscar Isaac, too, in that movie. Mm-hmm. He's the inventor. And then you got Dommel Gleason who's playing the, the test subject, I guess. Brilliant three-person cast. They've all gone on to do big, you know, huge things. Um, I would love to see like the three of them come back for like some unrelated project because mm-hmm. they're wonderful.
0: Yeah. I'll be uh, curious to see, I mean, um, uh, as we've kind of have, we've had attempts at the, you know, the adventure, uh, adventurer with, you know, bringing back Indiana Jones. And there's even talk of doing a fifth film still in the works. And that hasn't been going that well. It would be nice to see a, a new, uh, a new series of films, you know, uh, some a Tomb Raider that actually takes off. You know, mm-hmm. Maybe this one could be a you know a, a tentpole or to or a start to a franchise that is actually enjoyable to watch, <laughs> and a little bit more like the the original Indiana Jones was. He was the you know he, he was always getting the beat up. He had the bruises right. and the cuts and everything to show for everything he did, and that was. The, uh how'd you put it the, the vulnerable uh, the vulnerable action, action hero
1: right because we've gotten away from that you know you've gotten Absolutely. to your badass action hero who's always in control who's you, you know who's always like an ex-marine or something of that sort they always like have to say like oh yeah he used to be like a green beret and right. it's like Indiana Jones is a college professor. He's a geek, you know? And so then you've got Lara Croft, who's just, like, someone who... She's just a kid. Yikes, she's, yeah, she's she's young, and she just likes to, like, learn about things. And this is her first time being like, I think I'll go try that out yeah, in the I field. need to go find my dad, and right. the adventure ensues. Right. Yeah. It's, she's not like some, you know, mixed martial artist who decides to, like, <laughs> yeah. get on a boat. So, yeah, returning to the vulnerable action hero, I'm very looking forward to.
0: I like seeing... Um, Where people, where the action hero ends up being someone thrown into a position that they've never been in, and they have to become the action hero in order to overcome the obstacle. And that's how this film looks. Yeah. I mean, she's forced into this situation, so now she has to take everything that she has learned just by reading it in books Mm -hmm. and apply it to real life. Yeah, it's survival more than seeking it out. So, yeah, it should be really good. Did you happen to see the trailer, uh, just uh, stepping back a little bit into February, did you see the trailer for The Lodgers? Did you watch that one? I don't think so. A gothic ghost story about orphaned twins Edward and Rachel who share a crumbling manor in 1920s rural Ireland. But they are not alone. They share the house with unseen entities who control them with three absolute rules. As separate fates draw them apart, the twins must face the terrible truth about their family's ghostly tormentors. This just is a film that pulls you in a little bit cuz it looks like it could be extremely dark and disturbing. Yeah. That and, sounds messed up. Yeah, <laughs> and you get the feeling from the trailer that there is you're watching it and you're thinking there's more to these kids than what we think. You right. know, this reminds me of like the um, Nicole Kidman's The Others mm. where in, in the end it's like, "Wait a minute. We were watching the ghosts the whole time?" <laughs> <laughs> um, spoilers. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Uh, so this one definitely has some dark it, it's you know it doesn't look like a light was invented that could have lit this set is what this trailer looks like it is very dark it's nothing but shadows and uh and yeah it kind of pulls you in it looks really creepy and I'd be very disappointed if it doesn't deliver
1: it's hard to deliver on those movies but... it is
0: it is very hard to deliver but you know I I keep I always got my fingers crossed when something like this comes up. Uh, The Woman in Black uh, with uh, Daniel Radcliffe was okay. That was one where I think the ending ruined the rest of the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But they did a nice job of sort of building up a little bit of tension and and keeping it kind of dark and moody. And then I think they kind of blew it. But this film, uh, the trailer definitely gives you that dark and moody feel. So like, oh, if they don't blow it. (laughs) it might be all right.
1: Yeah. If you keep it just vague enough, if you mm-hmm. keep the ending like open-ended enough, like you kind of gave me an answer, but we could debate this. I think those are kind of always the best yeah, kind of ghost story, horror movies. Uh-huh. So yeah, if they go for that. Cause you're, you're talking about how the ending can ruin a movie for me. That was the witch. I hated that ending. It, gotcha. it I don't want to rewatch beginning middle. And even like the, the climax of the movie is great. But when you just kind of get into that last five minutes, I'm like, Thanks, That's, now yeah. it's all crap.
0: Yeah, the, the woman in black I thought was great, and then the ending was, and now we want a sequel. Oh. God, why? <laughs> couldn't, couldn't this just exist right. without needing to worry about whether there was going to be a sequel or not? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's disappointing. I think uh, another one in March we both had on our list was Red Sparrow. Yes.
1: When I was in, in Moscow... I heard about a program Young officers Trained to seduce and manipulate To use their bodies To use everything Call them sparrows That's what she is
0: So um, strangely enough, this is not the uh, Black Widow uh, <laughs> origin story be. that we were
1: looking for, but it certainly sounds like it. <laughs> it should maybe. How great would that be if you go into the theater and all of a sudden, like the the Marvel <laughs> logo <laughs> starts coming, you're like, wait, really?
0: <laughs> or 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 it it or it doesn't. But in the very end, you know, she takes on Nick the, Fury shows. Up. Nick Fury. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence says, don't call me Sparrow, call me Widow. (laughs) Yeah, this one's got uh, Jennifer Lawrence uh, taking the lead here. Uh, Ballerina Dominika Igorova is recruited by Sparrow School, a Russian intelligence service where she is forced to use her body as a weapon. But her first mission, targeting a CIA agent, threatens to unravel the security of both nations. If that doesn't sound like a Black Widow origin movie, I don't know what does. Right.
1: <laughs> and it's one of those movies that I could see it going either way. I could see it yeah. being really deep, um, you know, good action, great character development. Or maybe the parts in the trailer, it was just cut well. Maybe it ends up being really dumb. Mm-hmm. Maybe it just ends up being like you know softcore porn just for the hell of it you don't right. know it could really go both ways i'm hoping it goes that better way
0: there's i mean there seems to be two camps on jennifer lawrence you either love her or you think god not another jennifer lawrence
1: I am in the mindset that I think she's very talented. She's just overexposed. Mm-hmm. She needs to cut down on how many movies she's doing. I get it. Good for her. She's making money. She's working. You know, Don't take that for granted. But I, I think that for a, a lot of people um, right now, I think like just there's some people, it's like, you need to stop doing five films a year. You need to do like two, <laughs> right. one or two. Because I think that's the problem. Because if you're out there and you've got a lot of those like those lukewarm reactions, then it's you're still talented, but people aren't seeing it, mm-hmm. and you get this reputation of well, maybe you aren't actually that good. It's like, no, she really is. I've seen her do some amazing performances, but if she, you know if we could pull her back a little bit and just have her focus on the great ones, then there won't be any debate. I'm at least
0: glad that she has done a a good nice mix of films. yeah, she isn't just all oh, that girl from uh uh x men. Expend or the girl from um, the the bow and arrow the um,
1: oh the Hunger Games
0: Hunger Games thank you Whew, gosh the days I have the hardest time remembering things are always the days we sit down to record <laughs> uh, yeah she's not just doing the action films and stuff and she does do some uh, some more what you feel like maybe are a little bit more closer to her heart kind of films and um, and so that's good I'm glad that she's doing that as well but this one obviously is going for the kind of the The bread and butter action film, I guess. But at least she's still trying to do other works. Um, And I guess, in a way, I kind of, like you said, good for her. She's working. But because, you know, honestly, the um, expiration date on a young actress in Hollywood is unfortunately you know can come pretty quick mm-hmm. so you probably need to get in as much as you can and then hope for maybe a revival yeah. <laughs> when you hit your 40s or something or 50s we'll bring back hunger games and <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> something like yeah, that yeah so now she's the uh, the president <laughs> right
1: yeah I, i'm trying to think there was somebody else like because I, I i was in the theater not long ago and like this actor he had like two trailers back to back i'm like can we get a little less And i I can't remember who it was but mm. i have the same feeling about him that it's just like you are out there too much and you're better than this yeah
0: yeah i it's got to be a, a tough line to walk for an actor of male or female it's like do i just keep doing stuff and turn into kind of a caricature you know or and and, and hope in hope of one or two things i do are just you know heralded as being great or do you Try to pick and choose, and what if that next part doesn't come along? You know, if you stay away too long, you're forgotten. Right. And you're and, selling cars. <laughs> exactly.
1: And it's like, okay, one good movie, three okay movies, one bad movie. Hey, one good movie again. <laughs> right. Because you don't know. You know, you look at a script and you're like, This looks good, and I like the director, and I've worked with the producer before, but oh, it you know, there were changes midway, and you right. know, I'm I'm under contract. There's no getting out of this. And oh, it got cut funny, and oh, and they decided to change the tone, and so the the soundtrack got altered. And it's like, so many of those little things can change a movie from when they handed you the script.
0: And we've talked about actors like that. We, uh, you go back to classic actors like Christopher Lee you know who would, you know, you pay him you'll show up and do the film. It might be a horrible movie but he got his paycheck Malcolm McDowell is the yeah. same way he was a favorite actor of yours but he's done some horrible stuff because yes, he has. <laughs> they paid him, you right. know, so he showed up for a day, <laughs> he was on set and then he went home and you know they can put his name on the credit Don't you know, get the, the
1: reputation as someone who says no because then the they won't offer you, exactly. like, well, he says no to these all the time.
0: But you also don't want to always do those types of movies to right. the point where people are like, ah, he was in that horrible thing. You don't want him because yeah, yeah. it'll I, take you down.
1: All right. I don't envy any actors. Like anyone's, mm-hmm. oh, don't you want to be like a famous star? Hell no. No.
0: <laughs> it, it's got to be crazy to want to do that job. It, to, to literally be able to, to not know whether you're going to have a pay, paycheck to put Tomorrow. Food on the table. Yeah. It's very hard. So, uh back to Red Sparrow All oh, right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh looking forward to the trailer is okay. Yeah. It wasn't the greatest trailer. You, you kind know? of expected it a little bit more and it really gives you uh, it makes it hard to determine which direction that film is going to, yeah. um, you know, the trailer gives you hints on both aspects that you talked about but doesn't give you a really good idea of which direction that it's really trying to. Mhm. So you're going to walk into this film, unless another trailer comes out within the next couple of months, you're going to walk into this film really not knowing what to expect.
1: And I wonder if it was cut in a way, like, it, if there wasn't Black Widow in, in the Marvel movies, would anyone care? Because everyone's looking at this trailer and going, that's Black Widow, isn't mm-hmm. it? If the, she wasn't in any of the movies, would we make, you know, would we care? Would we look at this and go, Black Widow? It looks interesting, maybe, I don't know. So it's funny, if if they cut it that way, just to make it ambiguous, knowing full well people would put that assumption on it, that maybe it's like that.
0: I wonder if this is Marvel sending a spy to whatever studio this was. You know, it would be really good. (laughs) You you take that idea, you run with it. I I don't think we, I don't want to do that. No, (laughs) Right.
1: And then we'll learn from all your mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's penning a script for us right now. (laughs)
0: Yeah, we shall see. I like Jennifer Lawrence. Like you said, I think she's I think she is very talented. Um she's a beautiful actress. This role I had, I could see her doing something with. Yeah. It just I wish I knew what that was right. you know, going into the film.
1: And she has a ton of range, so mm-hmm. you could see her playing that like, you know, Abused, you know, agent who's just being told this is your job, you're going to do it. But then I could see her like lashing out. I could see her like, you know, playing it really cold. But then I could see her having like those private moments of feeling broken. Mm-hmm. I could see her going crazy. Like she can do anything.
0: Yeah. yeah we shall see. Uh, do you have anything else in March?
1: Uh, yes, uh, I think this is a movie that's been... Aver- this movie, I feel like, has been coming out for three years. Uh, Ready Player One. Oh, yeah, absolutely. March 29th.
0: Oh, I've been... Uh, uh, by pain of death, if, <laughs> if I see this and spoil anything, or if anybody spoils anything, I have a friend of mine that will probably just... outright kill is this (laughs) is this friend a baseball bat of yours (laughs) (laughs) no but she has been like you said has been looking forward to this film ever since she read the book
1: multiple times yeah i mean i first saw the trailer for it i think at the beginning of last year like there was a teaser for it or maybe like early summer and when they and i was like when is it coming out? Like, you are advertising way in advance for this movie. Yeah, this has been a big tease
0: for years, I think, is it's what it boils crazy. down to. Everyone thought, I think it's, it, it until this final trailer, or the, I won't say final trailer, but until this trailer had come out, this actual trailer with actual footage, I think everyone was just assuming that, yeah, sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're making Ready Player One, whatever. <laughs> Steven
1: Spielberg's making Ready Player One. Yeah, sure, uh-huh. <laughs> No, I, I'm... April Fool. <laughs> right, yeah. It sounds exactly like that. And it's one of those things that I'm looking forward to because I love Steven Spielberg's work, mm-hmm. but he hasn't done a great movie in a long time. I really... I There's that other movie he did that just came out, The Post. Mm-hmm. I want to see that to see how good it is. I've heard good things about it, but I want this guy to return to the blockbuster in the oh, worst way. yeah, absolutely. Because he hasn't... Ha- what, Catch Me If You Can? Is that, like, the last good movie he did? Possibly. 2002. It's insane when you mm-hmm. think about it. Like, this guy invented the summer blockbuster. Now, this isn't summer, but it'll, like, go into S-spring spring. blockbuster, yeah. Like, it's almost weird when you think, like, oh, we're playing it safe on Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, come on. This
0: film, I didn't read the book. Did you read the book? No. Okay, I didn't read the book, but this looks like everything that the... Uh, the most recent Tron film wanted to be. Sure. I mean, that's that, That's what this thing looks like. And I think this is going to out Tron Tron.
1: I just, it, it's also funny like listening to the trailer because, you know, you don't necessarily have to follow a book verbatim because it's like set in a future that's like right around the corner. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't think Columbus is going to look like that in like four years, <laughs> <laughs> whatever the yeah, year it is. Yeah. So I'm just sort of like, Guys, just give it like a couple hundred. Just it's mm-hmm. fine. Just do that. Yeah. Like this is not what's in the book. Relax. Yeah.
0: Yeah, think about it. <laughs> Will you have flying cars in 10 years? No. You know, kind of we, I
1: didn't get my power laces 2 years ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, they came out with those. It's just
1: No, they were supposed to be in every store, oh, damn it. Well, that's true. <laughs> I didn't get my jacket that dried itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also think it's funny since it is Steven Spielberg and, like, a lot of the references are his own things. Yeah. Like, you see the DeLorean go by and I'm mm-hmm. like, how weird was that for him of, like, I have to put my own thing. Like, he has to admit... Cause he's a pretty humble guy. I've heard him talk. He has to admit, I'm a huge part of culture, and mm-hmm. I'm out there. And every, you know, he was involved with Back to the Future. He,
0: which honestly, that kind of makes me think like he is the best person to do
1: this. It's true because
0: he is going to do it, and he's going to do it right without actually just being total fan service, or because someone else is going to step in and do it and want to go. Oh, but I want to make sure that you know I acknowledge and point out, and I think they could overdo it because sure. they're trying to like sort of. Show off how much of a fan of Spielberg they were, or how much of a fan of whoever, whatever I am. This one, I think, I think Spielberg's just right because he isn't going to, you know, sit there and go, Well, aren't I great? Check out this (laughs) film. And then, but he's also going to acknowledge other people's uh, contributions without belittling them. So I think he's perfect for the role, or for the role role of director, yeah. yeah. March is a uh, busy month. Did you see the Death Wish uh, remake
1: trailer with Bruce Willis? I did. Um, I saw that in theaters, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, what is this movie supposed to be? And then as it became clearer, I was like, oh, no. Please don't tell me they're making remaking Death <laughs> Wish. First off, you don't remake Death Wish because Death Wish was kind of one of those movies that you were either you either loved it or you wanted nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. I wanted nothing to do with it. It just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, and with Bruce Willis, the guy who's kind of given up on acting, but he keeps acting.
0: Hmm. You th- that you think that's that that's your opinion of Bruce Willis nowadays?
1: What was the last thing you saw him give a hundred percent in?
0: Oh well, yeah, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. That's my point. <laughs> okay part of me thinks like he would be great for this role just that i i liked what i saw in the trailer for this I, I remember seeing the original death wish it's been quite a while ago but i remember seeing it you know and it the the sequels of the of the franchise diminishing returns but i'm kind of i don't know i'm kind of a little bit of a sucker for the whole the, the vigilante storyline
1: uh, but did it have to be death wish did you have I, to true. do that could you yeah, just you know, maybe make a, an original movie like change up the script a bit that
0: is a good point you could tell this story and call it anything right? and
1: without Cause who are you pulling in who's mm-hmm. out there being like Death Wish yes. yeah I don't think so yeah what Death Wish was 40 years ago right. Yeah. so I don't really know if you had to do that or maybe they're just banking on most people don't know what that is so they'll just come in and see an action movie it's like I don't think it's going to work.
0: Yeah. Uh, that, that is a good point, yeah, because it is the you know, vigilante uh, justice story. It's nothing new. Right. And it's been done a dozen times without being a Death Wish film. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you just uh, change the name of a character and don't call it Death Wish, and you'd still have a do an same action script. film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, and some that's people might point. come
1: along and be like, that sounds like Death Wish, and everyone would be like, we don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh,
0: what a coincidence. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm willing to give it a shot because Bruce Willis, even when he's not given 100%, I still kind of like Bruce Willis. I do,
1: too. Um, you know, I've heard him say things like he he's done with action, and so yeah. to hear that he's come back, it's just like, are you just here to get a paycheck? Or are you mm-hmm. just going to show up and be like, I'm upset? Like, Yeah. I haven't really seen him, like, really give, in, give all in a role since, like, Looper. Mm-hmm. And that was a while ago. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it has been a while.
1: So, I... I hope every movie is good. That that's always like my sure. my outlook. I yeah. Want... I don't hope. For, I don't. I don't hope for any movie to fail. Right. <laughs> um, but I'm not banking on it. <laughs> I won't be. Bet. I'll be betting on it to fail. Yeah. I'm guessing
0: that this will be a sort of okay. Yes, we remade Death Wish, and that is where it stops. You know, if there's sure. a Death Wish two probably not going to have bruce willis it'll be a recast right or it'll be a whole nother story or, he had a son <laughs> yeah it's something but um but yeah this will be just sort of a blip on the radar but it's a blip that i will probably watch just because of what it's about sure
1: <laughs> it's meant for you yeah exactly uh next one for me that i think we both had um april 6 a quiet place Yes, I knew
0: I, I saw that, and I thought, "Oh, this was right up Matt's alley." Yes, this, this reminded me of when you talk to me, uh, told me about Hush. That yeah, that was the film, but it was kind of flipped on the other
1: side of the coin there a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, and it, it again, it's this that trailer that's just vague enough mm-hmm. you don't really know what's going on, and you're just sitting there going, "I want to know more." And it's, mm-hmm. it's the whole family, and like you don't make a sound, you don't make any sound. Like every they like lay sand down so they can walk on their floor. They all play, like, board games with, like, cotton pieces. and But all I kept thinking is, like, why do you have hardwood floors? Yeah. <laughs> why isn't your whole living room just sand? Right. But, you know, because if you make any sound... Something. Something will hunt you. Will wake up and know you're there. And I, I almost am just like, I just want to see an hour and a half of living in total quiet. <laughs> like... That was the question
0: I had watching this trailer and you realize what the premise is, it's kind of like, okay, how long can they keep that going in a movie? Yeah. Is the trailer length, is that pretty much all we see of the actual silence? Right. Is and that the after- first 10 minutes and yeah. then it's running and hiding? Exactly. And holding your breath? Yes. And then lots of uh, explosions and, and knives and axes and monsters right. and-
1: I, I'm hoping they go more low budget. I, I'm hoping it's more of just like, you know, blurry things in the corner, shadows. I don't, I get, don't show the monster. I've mm-hmm. said that so many times. I really hope they don't show the monster. I hope it's more of like you get dragged away and what the hell happens to right. you. For all you know, you get dragged away and now you're in paradise and you don't have to live in quiet land. <laughs> but it's probably not that. Probably not. <laughs> but yeah, I just like that idea, you know, and they've all learned sign language. And so I'm thinking like, is this just this family? Mm -hmm. Like, do they, are they unfortunate that they live on like, you know, crazy land that they're on like this Island somewhere and they can't get off or is this earth Mm -hmm. or are they the last survivors? Like, again, it's, it's just vague enough that I have a ton of questions and the only way they're going to answer them is if I get a ticket and go see the movie. Exactly, It's worked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I will be there in April. (laughs) Yep. uh, That's
0: exactly what this trailer did. Exactly what a trailer is supposed to do is it made you curious enough that. I want to know more. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, that can go two ways. Obviously, I mean, we can go into like, oh my god, that was incredible, and okay, you you got me curious, and boy, did you disappoint, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, I could see it absolutely being bad. That's what, what mm-hmm. those kind of trailers lead you to to think. Okay, so it's um, going to be starring Emily Blunt mm-hmm. and John Krasinski, who, which I think they're a married couple in real life. Are they? Pretty I Pretty sure. His
0: is not a name I recognize. Um, he's
1: from The Office. Oh, okay. Yeah, he played Jim on The Office, so I think this is... He's been in a couple movies since then, so this might be like his big movie breakout, where it's just sort of like, you know what, let's start putting him in more things. Uh, I really liked him in this one movie called Away We Go, which was like this like kind of cute... Um, not a rom-com, but it was like this semi-feel-good movie about like this guy and um, this woman. that like, They were a couple... They weren't married, but they were together. She was pregnant. And it was about deciding where they wanted to live and raise their kid. It was cute, but Emily Blunt, I will follow her into hell to watch her movies. Like <laughs> she is so talented. She has been in a ton of things that I like. I mean, she's she's my favorite part of um, the Edge of Tomorrow uh, or the Live Die Repeat movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so if if this is a movie that. You know, I believe in. It's because of her.
0: The John Krasinski, he's actually directing too.
1: Oh, is oh yes, he is. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, good luck, sir.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So it's that's definitely. I mean, if he's you know kind of a not a seasoned director, the idea of directing a film that would requires all your actors to not say a word
1: might be easier. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it is. just look scared.
0: (laughs) I'm going to need more from you. What?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Emote better. Yeah. He has a few directing credits now that I'm looking up. Uh, a Quiet Place, something that came out in 2016 called The Hollers, did a few episodes of The Office, and something called Brief Interviews with Hideous Men.
0: <laughs> interesting. Okay.
1: <laughs> poster is a picture of somebody with a bag over their head. Nice. Kind of interesting looking.
0: But it definitely, it, this film has that... Um, Independent film feel, yeah. You know the 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 whole the premise behind it and everything. It makes you feel like it's more of a small, low budget independent film, but uh, it looks like it's coming out with them. Some- Pretty a, major a backing. News? Yeah. So, uh, Which always make for good movies. They do. You know,
1: every time we talk about those low-budget indie movies, we love them more mm-hmm. than the $250 million blockbuster. Yeah,
0: because they they are the ones that have to learn to do more with less.
1: Or more with nothing.
0: More with nothing, yeah. <laughs> What's in our
1: budget? Sand. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's walk on that. With, yeah, 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 do, do something, something with, with sand. I, I, uh,
0: <laughs> That's exactly it. Well, what do we got to work with? Well. <laughs> I got the sandbox over here. I got here. these cotton
1: balls. <laughs> We're going to make a script around that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because that was the other part was that attention to detail of, like, you see them slowly pouring the sand out. And you mm-hmm. see them making, like, their footprints. Again, I was like, just cover the floor in it. But it's just sort of like if if they're going to focus on that much nuance, how much else is going to be nuanced in this movie?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that, that was my big question is how, how long can they keep that going? How long do they think people are going to sit in the theater Listening to nothing.
1: I oh, I just realized if it's one of those things where it's like really quiet. When something does get loud, it's going to feel louder. Oh yeah, it's going to feel a lot louder. So you're probably going to get a lot of jump moments.
0: I'm actually wondering if I want to see this in the theater. If it if the film is truly a lot of the film is truly silent. Because what I hate when you go to the theater, you know, you go to the big multi screen theaters, is the fact that you can hear everything else from the other theaters pounding through the walls. That's true. And that would really kind of take you out of this film. If you're trying to watch this film and it's quiet, in the other other theater you have... Black Panther. (laughs) You have Black Panther.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's true, yeah. Uh, Maybe go like in the middle of an afternoon maybe like if it's way in the back so it's not up against like the 200 seater it's the 50 seater yeah yeah
0: because i i think you would lose something unless if you're not immersed in that silence i think you'd lose a little something from this
1: i think i'll still see it in theater for the hopes of that experience of Mm -hmm. like it's so quiet and everyone's quiet and everyone's getting tense and then bam (laughs) the whole theater jumps
0: as long as you don't have the people behind you they're yeah. Or or with a rapper. Right. <laughs> Stop I, it. A movie I saw no last popcorn. year. No <laughs> popcorn.
1: Stop crunching. No, a movie I saw last year. This guy is a hero of mine. Um, it, it was a pretty crowded theater. I don't even remember what the movie was, but there were these two women talking, you know, throughout like the commercials that play. They were talking throughout the trailers. Everyone was giving them leeway. It's just the sure, trailers. Sure. But then, you know, the production logo for the movie starts to come up. They're still talking and not quietly. Mm -hmm. Then this guy, like three rows in front of him, just turns around and goes, it's time to shut up now. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And they stopped and like, they were embarrassed. Like I turned and looked, she looked like she was about to say something back. And then she realized I'm on the losing side here. Uh I wanted to find that guy, shake his (laughs) hand and and just be like, you are a movie theater hero, sir.
0: <laughs> Here's five bucks. Next popcorn like here, on me. <laughs> right.
1: He waited. He waited to the last possible moment to mm-hmm. give her that time to be quiet. And I'm like, I don't think I, I could do like that. I like you, sir. Right.
0: I'd like to cut your your j- Right? Maybe I'll bring him with me to this movie, though. People <laughs> <laughs> be are loud over there. Uh, another one in March. Pacific Rim Uprising.
1: that destroyed our cities and the monsters we created to stop them we thought we had sacrificed enough but the war we thought we finished is just beginning and the only thing standing in front of the apocalypse is us war ready but it doesn't matter where you came from, who believed in you, and who didn't. Already, already. This is our time, this is our chance to make a difference. Already, already. Now let's get it done! That's what I'm talking about! In my focus, I get it all Evolve.
0: and it'd wipe out all life.
1: I think I could get used to this. There's something you need to see. By everything
0: you've got! Not for you. No. You get a
1: no. Emphatic head shake. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Were you not a fan of the original? I hated that movie. No I was not a fan of that movie. Who was the director?
0: The director was, of course, your favorite uh, Guillermo del Toro.
1: Oh, it's Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) not on board with his movies. Like, I had so many problems with that movie. It's like, how did you guys discover psychic linking? There's no mention of that. Um, You know... The whole idea with, like, Idris Elba's character being like, oh, you know, because I used to pilot one of these by myself, and it's led me with, like, you know, like, brain cancer, and I'm slowly dying, and he keeps taking, like, these pills to, like, hold it off. It's like, but he's told no one, and he won't get back in one of the big Jaeger things, and it's like, so to everyone, you've just given up on the fight, and the whole he's being sick never pays off. Nothing ever comes of it. He never has a moment where he's like, I want to get back in it, but I can't. I think he gets back in one or something like that. I was going to say, I don't even remember that aspect, so... <laughs> See? And then you have this whole thing where they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting, and, oh, how are we going to win? Oh, well, I got this big sword that I haven't taken out for the entire <laughs> freaking movie. And, and then I'm sitting there like, why don't you guys just guard the hole? Why do you wait for them to be at the wall attacking you? Why don't you just, like, have shifts so when they pop out, bam, you're dead? You're much too
0: analytical for science fiction.
1: It's just one of those (laughs) things of you have to question your script to make your movie better. It's a story I love to tell. It was Harrison Ford in the middle of filming Raiders of the Lost Ark. He didn't feel well. There's this big fight scene. He, He had, like, a stomach flu. It's the guy with the big sword. He walked up to Spielberg and said, I have a gun. Why don't I just shoot him? Spielberg had no comeback he couldn't just say it's in the script he couldn't say it's in the budget he couldn't say well we rehearsed it he was like yeah just shoot him (laughs) it's a better part it's a great scene question your script and get a better movie and I just feel like it like that movie Pacific Rim was the first or second draft and it really didn't go through more work and it needed to. So I'm not on board with this. Even with John Boyega in it, who I love, mm-hmm. just not on board with it.
0: <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, the first film, I, 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 I want to say I liked, but now I'm trying to think, you know, like, I don't even remember. What did you like about it? it. <laughs> I will say that what I liked about the first one is I thought it actually had a little bit more human story, and then it just so happened that they had to fight giant monsters, which reminded me a lot of the old Godzilla films. Which are all very much. It, it's always more of the human element that takes place while monsters are fighting, and I like that about that about uh, Pacific Rim. This trailer for Pacific Rim: Uprising looks like it has a whole lot less of that, sure, and more uh, more big about robots. more about the big robots, and it, it looks like we even got robot on robot fighting, right? And, What's going on? And it was like, oh, so this is the robot that's like evil, but then he'll join them to fight the bigger enemy. I mean, it. There's nothing – it doesn't look like anything new in this story. And then it's just – yeah, it's just like, oh, and you want more monsters and robots? Here they are. And, like, well, that's not why I like the first film.
1: I wonder if that, like, robot-on-robot robot fighting is, like, it's – you know, because they won last time and they closed that opening. And it's like – maybe it's just like, this is entertainment now. We have the robots fight, but then giant monsters show up again. It's yeah. like, uh-oh, we have to team up again. But the part of the first movie – that I really liked were the roles of Charlie Day and Byrne Gorman. Were they the, the scientists? Yeah, <laughs> the, I loved their dynamic of, like, yep. you know, they're both really smart, but they're two very different people, and they have two very different approaches, and they're constantly bickering it with each like other. looks like
0: only one of them shows up for uh, the sequel, so. And if you're
1: going to lose that, you know, uh-huh. it's like you've taken out the one element, the one bright spot I had in the first movie.
0: I was also a little disappointed to see that this sequel looks like it turns the entire story into another young adult. Uh, adaptation like look looking thing. All the cast is like younger cast members. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, so this is like Maze Runner. This is like Hunger Games. This is, okay, why did you have to go that direction? This yeah. story shouldn't need to be the young adult story. I'll probably still, I'm definitely going to still watch it. Go for it. I it's hope giant, it's good. It's <laughs> giant monsters and robots fighting. So sure. So I'll definitely watch it. But yeah, uh, it didn't really, it didn't leave me with the, oh, I got to see that like the original Pacific Rim trailers did. Sure.
1: Yeah, I watched it actually pretty late because I saw Guillermo del Toro's name on it. I'm just not a fan of his. I don't think he's bad. He just doesn't do it for me. There's something about his that just doesn't click for me, and it should. Mm -hmm. It's interesting sci-fi. I love the set design of the things he does. I love the set design in, like, The Shape of Water. I love the world.
0: You think he's more style over substance?
1: Yeah, a Mm -hmm. bit. Um. So and then there were so many people who were talking about how good it was and how clever it was, and so I was like, "All right," took it out of the library, sat down, and watched it. and I'm like, "I have no idea what everyone's talking about. Mm. I just don't see what other people see in his movies."
0: See, you might like this the uh, the sequel though. It's directed by Scott Eastwood, the uh, son of Clint Eastwood. No, so that's you know, no.
1: <laughs> I've seen him act. <laughs> it's like you
0: can't get you can't get much further away from Del Toro than Clint Eastwood's son. I think. <laughs>
1: I didn't even know he was directing. I thought Del Toro was directing again. He's just producing.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't even. I didn't even look. Now, before we leave March, real quick, uh, I did. I, I put out to see what it, anyone else was kind of looking forward through the year. We didn't get a big response. So we did get one response from Sarah.
1: I think I know who she is.
0: Yeah, I think you might know her she mentioned you. <laughs> she says you're not you're not looking forward to this. You're, this isn't the big meth for you. But she's really looking forward to Wrinkle in Time
1: it's more of the trailer like when I heard that they were working on it I was interested but when I saw the trailer I was like that's not what I was expecting at all mm-hmm. like I, I think I said in another episode um, for a book that opens it was a dark and stormy night this is a very vibrant colorful fast paced mm-hmm. flashing lights kind of movie and I'm like whoa total opposite of what was in my head and I don't know it's just the trailer hasn't pulled me... It's Again, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't have any questions about this. Maybe it's because I know the story and mm-hmm. I, I know what to expect. And that's kind of the problem when you take a really well-known popular book. If It's just yeah. sort of like... I, I guess you kind of have to rely on that visual and the visual just wasn't doing it for me.
0: I think this is a film that... I, I much like a little bit like you were talking about with Del Toro, where this film could be a lot of style or substance. There could be a lot of really great visuals, but I'm a little concerned that those visuals don't add up to a good movie.
1: And I'm worried, just, you know, it's it's being done by Disney. They usually do great things, but when they don't, they you know, when they mess up, they mess up hard. Mm-hmm. And the last, not the last, but the one I, I, I kind of cut to is the Alice in Wonderland movie, which looked great. Boring as hell, <laughs> and I know this is Ava DuVernay, and she's a, a phenomenal director, and I, I hope you know, in in her capable hands, that it's a good movie. I'll go see it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to be taken to it, though, yeah <laughs> which Sarah will do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't remember. I remember having the book read to me. I think in like fourth grade, like a, the English teacher or something would yeah. read like a chapter a day, kind of thing, and I seem to remember it being a pretty trippy story, right, and putting that to film there's a reason it's probably been this long before a big budget uh film adaptation of this movie has come along There's two sides to that you know maybe that's great that's right. you know, but maybe it's gone too far where now we can do too much and try to be like you're saying a little too colorful, a little too fancy, and the story could uh Could get hurt by that.
1: I almost wonder if this is a movie that would be better with a lower budget. Mm -hmm. If you could focus on that that trippiness just with like simple camera effects and tricks, rather than we're CGIing the hell out of this thing. Mm -hmm. Like, would you just be better? Which is some old school camera tricks, yeah, to to pull off what you need. You know, would the smoke and mirrors and the shadows do better for you in a Wrinkle in Time than? <laughs> it's in front of you, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, some of this trailer reminds me of like uh, the uh, the Dolby surround sound uh, and yeah. digital commercials or whatever that they show at the beginning of the theater. Right.
1: <laughs> it's very much like that. Like it's probably going to be a wonderful exercise and see what we can pull off. Mm-hmm. But did you need to?
0: Yeah. The Avatar issue, right?
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: Uh, another one, let's see. Oh, I think we. I
1: actually jumped to
0: um,
1: April? No, May. I've got two more in April.
0: Okay, what do you got in April?
1: These movies couldn't be more different. Um, one, because as I've said before, I'm a huge Charlize Theron fan. So this is Tully coming oh, out right. April 20th. Um, you know, it's just a simple like character piece. It's It's this mom with like three kids and... Um, she's like feeling overworked at home. And then, so this, um, they get a nanny by the name of Tully and it's just about like the relationship between them. And the trailer didn't really show much other than like, she's a mom who's kind of at the end of her rope and Tully doesn't show up to like the last three seconds of the trailer. So I'm wondering like, what kind of relationship is this? Is this like a friendship? Is this a rivalry? Is there an affair thrown in there? They didn't say any of it. They just sort of said, I'm Tully. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I almost got, I almost got the feeling where I wondered if this was sort of like a modern day remake of like Mary Poppins,
1: right? But I don't know, or
0: Nanny <laughs> McPhee, or yeah. something, yeah.
1: So again, you're vague, and I want to <laughs> know more. These are the trailers I love.
0: I saw there was like there were several Charlize Theron films on your list, and I was like, well, that's why I she's <laughs> phenomenal.
1: <laughs> Even in really bad movies, I still enjoy her in them.
0: Yes. Yeah, I I have no idea what that movie's
1: about. No, I don't either, and I want to know more. Mm -hmm. The other movie that's coming out, same date, April 20th, and as I said, couldn't be more different: Ah, Super Troopers 2. Let's do it. They've been waiting for a second chance, waiting for their country to need them again. That time is meow.
0: What do you guys give me if I kill that bird? Farber. that's a bald eagle. Get away, Baldy! <laughs> yeah! Guys, what do I win? A one-way ticket to hell. It turns out the French-Canadian town, St. George-du-Laurant, is actually on American soil. You'll be phasing out a Canadian Mountie unit.
1: Best behavior, boys. Not our idea of a good time either, fellas. Personally, I'd rather go f- moose. You wouldn't need a ladder to do that. Wow. Let's give a big Canadian welcome to the Vermont Highway Patrol.
0: Come on, guys. They've come up here to tell us how great it's going to be for all of us to become Americans.
1: Repeat after me. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. The words. This is happening.
0: Do neither of you speak English? I do. We would like to eat your papers can you show me your party papers this time everything will be by the book everything oh. what the oh, f*** are you guys oh, doing great ah! Tim Horton's ghost what can I get for you guys Whole beer liter of cola what did you say do you want a liter of cola Canada is pretty awesome
1: boop boop uh, don't do that boop, 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 boop. Ah! Shoot him? Who? Fava? No! I love that first movie. There's never been a sequel that I have wanted to see do well more than this. did not see the first It is fun, stupid comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, you enjoyed 21 Jump Street? hmm. Take that up like five notches okay it it is see that may that may be pushing it for me it, it gets too outrageous,
0: then it's like well, it's one of these things where I like the first time I saw dumb and dumber, okay, and I thought it was hilarious,
1: okay, and then I took my brother.
0: Yeah, that's really not how funny, is it? <laughs> I think it's
1: funnier than Dumb and Dumber. It's good once. <laughs> it's more like a collection of skits. Mm-hmm. Like the plot is kind of lame. Right. You don't really care where the story's heading. It's it's almost like a Cheech and Chong movie. It's like you don't need a premise to this. Just watch these two people have a scene together, gotcha. and then another, and then another, and then another. And so you have all of these different, you know, highway, uh, you know, they've uh, the highway patrolman and they you know there's different team dynamics like these two are partners these two are partners this one's kind of in trouble then there's the captain and they have a rivalry with like you know the the local police and it it, it's funny and then it bill you realize oh there is a plot here there is a story i don't care just keep (laughs) doing the funny and they do Cool. and it does pay off with like you know where the plot's going but you're not invested in that Mm -hmm. at all you're just laughing at it
0: all right cool well, I'll have to check out the original first, and then I'll I'll see if I'm looking forward to the sequel.
1: <laughs> I think it's really funny, and I think it still holds up. Um, you know, it's it's not it's kind of more in that like it's not a parody, and I don't want to compare it to this, but it's more of like Airplane! In that, the humor's timeless. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter. You know how many years go by; th- these jokes are still funny. It didn't rely on being when it came out.
0: All right, cool. I'll d- Definitely check it out then. Jump to May there. The first one that I see on my list is Deadpool two. Yep, that's or, what, that's or online. The, quote unquote, Untitled Deadpool sequel, <laughs> which I have a feeling is the actual name of the film. They,
1: <laughs> I wouldn't doubt if the movie opens on a title card and it just says the Untitled Deadpool uh-huh. sequel.
0: I <laughs> totally expect that, especially after the after the titles of the first Deadpool, right? Yeah. <laughs> Starring angsty teen. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: The thing I love about Deadpool is, you know, because now that um, Disney owns, you know, Fox right. and all of that stuff, and they, they're getting all the X-Men, I was like, and everyone's like, so what comes of the X-Men? Does this mean Hugh Jackman comes back as Wolverine? I'm like, no. You stop all of that except Deadpool. He's the one character who can transition into the current Marvel Cinematic Universe... And it wouldn't matter because mm-hmm. he can look at the camera and just be like, "Which studio am I with? <laughs> Which one am I with Marvel yet, or am I still with whatever?" Like it, he's perfect; he mm-hmm. you can do no wrong. You can't do Deadpool not as Deadpool unless you are playing it serious. It'd be pretty. I it'd be
0: hysterical to see him turn the camera and "What that?" He didn't hear a bleep, you know. He'll try to drop the f bomb and he'll
1: hear a beep, and then he goes
0: what was that? Right. Exactly.
1: (laughs) And I've even said like, you can't cosplay Deadpool wrong. So long as you have this, the mask on, you can wear anything else. Uh You can do be like Julia Child's Deadpool. It works. (laughs)
0: Uh, I will have to admit, I I, I watched the first Deadpool and I I enjoyed it. But honestly, I was done with it before it was done with me. Really? Yeah. I kind of really felt like it was like, it's only like an hour and 40, 45 minutes, so it's not a one of the – I mean, most of these superhero films two and are and two hours, two and a half hours. So it was relatively short, but I I have to admit that it's was like the last 15, 20 minutes, kind of like shticks, kind of worn thin with me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was kind of – like I said, I was done with it. Um, yeah, I just kind of wanted it to end. Like, come on, wrap up, you know, say something funny, kill the bad guy. Let's get done. Yeah, but. Did
1: the Hugh Jackman mask pay off for you, though? <laughs> oh, is that who it was supposed to be? Yeah. I missed it's it. It's like the magazine cut out with mm-hmm. the eye holes. <laughs> that was cute. I mean, I'm really hoping that there's a scene in the movie where Deadpool picks up a phone to try to convince like Wolverine to be in the movie with him, Yeah, but he's calling Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. And then it's just Jackman being like, who is this? Why do you keep calling me? Like, come on, we're supposed to be in a movie together. I don't know who you are. And then he just hangs up and it's just Deadpool going like, I tried.
0: I know. I did like the way that the, the, Film played with. I mean, it made it completely irrelevant, and they they played with the uh the fourth wall. You know, he would show up at the, you know, the Xavier's school, yep. and like, funny you only see Big House. Funny you only see you two here. It's like the studio couldn't afford a, another X Man. Right. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it is fun. But it was a fun film. It's just you told that joke now, and you've told it again, and you've told it again, and. Stop telling the same joke. <laughs> sure.
1: Yeah, I think part of that is the the plot was very formulaic of oh, very superhero cool. origin, girl is yeah. in trouble, save the girl, defeat the bad guy, right. movie's over. Girl
0: doesn't care that Right. you're ugly now. Right, you uh, could have told her <laughs> yeah, yeah, a you while ago. Yeah, could
1: have told ago. her all the, the whole time. We yeah. could have saved If maybe he like turned to the camera and been like, wow, I could have saved a lot of time if I just told her, Like, yeah. that maybe would have been a really good like punchline. Mm-hmm but I'm still looking forward to it probably because of the trailer was not really anything. It's the Bob Ross, Ross. which is so funny. And I didn't think it would be. (laughs) And it's just like, you guys fully embrace what this character is. And I love it. And Mm -hmm. then they just show like 50 clips inside six seconds. And, and then they tease cable real quick. And I love that. It's Josh Brolin to be Mm -hmm. cable. He's such a good actor. Uh, I remember hearing rumors that he was in the running for Batman, and I thought Hmm. he would have been a good Batman. Um, But, yeah, definitely looking forward to him as Cable. And even they could do, like, a joke of, like, wow, you're Cable and you're Thanos. Interesting. Like, what? Who's Thanos? Don't worry. We'll get absorbed by Marvel next year. (laughs) (laughs) You can do so much with this.
0: Yeah. Uh, I do love that Ronald Reynolds is such, you know, obviously a fan of the character. Yeah and has pushed for this character. I think he he was one of the producers of the first film. Yeah. Um, and I love it when, maybe I've, I've said this on the cast before, or maybe just in discussion with a friend of mine at work or something, but I, I love when an actor embraces the role and says, okay, this is mine, I'm going to make sure it's done right. And I, I, I love that. I love it when a character just... Uh, Robert Downey Jr. did it with Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hugh Jackman did it with w- Wolverine. You know, there was certain things that I think this person embraced about this character and was willing to take it wherever that went. Right. Even if that meant, okay, I got to show up and do a, you know, a kid's thing and I'm going right. to show up as Tony Stark or mm-hmm. I'm going to show up. As, yeah. That's awesome. I love it. And I think Ryan Reynolds feels that way about Deadpool. I Absolutely. Mean, he, when he's this when he's doing these films that's who he is right yeah
1: yeah there's even that fun story about they were f- they finished filming he did his last scene he's in full costume and he just starts to walk away mm-hmm. and then somebody's like aren't you gonna go to like wardrobe You're wardrobes right. this way right it's like and no this is mine yeah <laughs> i'm keeping this he's like i it took me 10 years to get this i'm not giving mm-hmm. it back he had to pay a lot of money for it <laughs> but he still has it uh-huh. and yet he has shown up to like like uh, there's like this video where deadpool shows up to a playground <laughs> and starts, like, talking to the kids. And it's like, they're walking a serious line right now. <laughs> yeah. But he pulled it off. <laughs>
0: yeah. Very cool.
1: Yeah, so, um, yeah, I'll, I'll watch the
0: sequel. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens.
1: I'm hoping that they kind of learn from their mistakes and it's one of those rare moments where the sequel's better. Mm. If it's not, I'm sure it'll at least make me laugh.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, did you have anyone, anything else in May?
1: Um, Infinity War. Oh, of course. Avengers Infinity War. Um, Because I think, like, this is it. This is the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a a lot of people said that about the Avengers. And, you know, I wasn't into it when that came out. Um, I think I got into it, like, right after it was released. And so I, like, was watching all of them in order. And so I saw the Avengers, um, you know, on DVD first thing i saw in theaters was thor ragnarok uh not ragnarok um thor the dark world so that's kind of when i jumped in but you know having seen everything built up since then i'm like this is the point this is everything they've built to with every single one of those infinity stones because those go all the way back to first thor movie or even the yeah first thor movie because there was the the tesseract mm-hmm. and it's just like I think heroes are going to die and I think we're going to see some consequences. Well, we see
0: Vision get his stone pulled out of his head in right. the trailer. Right.
1: So. so it's like, is is that it? Is there not much of an arc to Vision or does Vision like come back with a different power source? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's interesting to see this world build up to the point of there's consequences and there's going to be repercussions and there's going to be a villain you might not be able to defeat.
0: I, I think it looks incredible. Uh, like you said, I mean, this has been quite the build up. I... Do worry, and I've mentioned this before, that it's going to be an X three kind of scenario, uh, where suddenly you have all these, you know, uh, mutants, superheroes, whatever, showing up in one film, and it just becomes, oh,
1: look who's there! Look who's there! <laughs> and look, it's me! And, uh, right. go on, yeah, I. My only rebuttal to that is the Russo brothers. They did it in Civil War. There were a ton of heroes to deal with in that. Everybody had their moment or two. You know, Spider-Man wasn't in it that much, and yet Mm -hmm. you saw a lot of that character come out. Mm -hmm. So I think they can pull it off. If somebody even only has a handful of scenes, I think you're going to get the most out of that character in those scenes. And so they know what they're doing. I have faith in them. If it doesn't work, that'll be a disappointment. It'll still make a billion and a half dollars. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> they, they, there's no way that this film is going to fail, right? By any stretch of the imagination, it could be a bad movie and still be a successful financially. Right. right. <laughs> so I saw you picked out Oceans Eight.
1: Yes, um, I I like uh, Steven Soderbergh's. You know, first three um i like that idea of the heist movie and i love sandra bullock she's phenomenal mm-hmm. so even if it's bad i'm gonna see it because it's her she she can carry any scene any part i like the idea that she's playing danny ocean's sister because i thought this was a reboot
0: mm. and to
1: come to find out that it's a continuation right and it's the same idea
0: i need to go back and watch the oceans films i haven't seen them
1: the first one is still wonderful. Yeah. Um i you know, I just was listening to this um pod this this other podcast. Um in two thousand eight, Empire magazine came out with the five hundred best films of all time based on votes from like actors, directors and critics. And so it's just taken from that and so they are going through over the next like ten years every single movie on this list. Wow. And this podcast just started. And the first one on it was Ocean's Eleven, and they had a lot of really interesting things to say about it. How it's still a fun movie, it's still like a cool movie. It's mm-hmm. cut well. Um, the characters are interesting; they're funny. You get to know a little bit about everyone. And if they can do that again with this bit of a trimmed down cast because it's yep. eight instead of eleven, and all female cast, right? And it's a good cast. Mm-hmm. It's it's Mindy Kaling, it's Kate C- Blanchett, and it's Anne Hathaway. And Helena oh. Bottom Carter and Olivia Munn. Mun, mm-hmm. I mean I'm on board. That's a great cast.
0: Dakota Fanning's in there too.
1: I'll I'll pass on her. No, okay. <laughs> Not a Dakota Fanning fan. Right. She was good like when she was a kid. Mm. I don't think she's You don't
0: think she's transitioned into an adult actor very well?
1: Name something she's done as an adult.
0: Okay, I don't know. <laughs> Can't think of anything. Uh no, it looked good. The trailer looked great. Uh like you're talking about Sandra Bullock. She you kinda see two sides to Sandra Bullock in the trailer. Yeah. And you see her she's in prison uh, up for parole and she's like, No, I just I just wanna lead a simple life and you know, pay my bills and right. she she's just, you know, no makeup, her hair's kind of a mess or whatever and then Bam. Bam. Next thing you see, as she's doing this, you see her going through and like picking up someone's suitcase, grabbing uh-huh. their fur coat,
1: <laughs> and, and she'll pull that off. Mm-hmm. She's so good at that kind of thing. You know, she she has some of the best range of anyone I've ever seen. I've seen her play panic. I've seen her play strong. I've seen her play. You know, I've seen her play comedy, and she's good sure. at that. So I think she has all of the tools necessary to carry this movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I look forward to her the most.
0: Yeah, no, it looked it looked like it'd be a lot of fun. It just, it had that feel of just a fun movie to go and watch. Yeah. Which is rare right. <laughs> anymore. Yeah. You know, it's either, oh, it's got to be dark, or it's got to be exciting. And it's like,
1: can it just be fun? Right. <laughs> and this one looks like it's fun. hmm And uh, I think it's Steven Soderbergh is is directing again. Uh, um, Gary Ross, actually. Oh, okay, that's mm-hmm. fine. Because um, I did just see that movie he came out with a couple years ago, Logan Lucky, which... Was pretty much like him trying to do Ocean's Eleven all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, it was okay. Yeah, not great. Um, but yeah, I I I know he's involved with this movie in some capacity. So I just kind of look look forward to kind of that that brain trust that's involved with this. Yeah,
0: Yeah. 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 I think the I think they'll do okay with that kind of talent and everything. I, I think they'll they'll do all right. Uh, the Incredibles two um, comes out in June which has been forever since the first Incredibles. I think people wanted... 10 years? uh, It's been longer than that, 14 years. Yeah. I think people have been wanting a sequel to The Incredibles uh, pretty much 13 years ago.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I still haven't seen it. Really? You haven't seen The Incredibles? It's actually a lot of fun. I know, that's what I keep hearing. There's something about Pixar movies that they're very hit or miss for me, and you pretty much have to sit me down. Like I loved Coco. I had to be dragged to that movie. Not because mm-hmm. I thought it looked bad, but I don't know. There's something about Pixar movies where it's like, you're not pulling me in. But then I sit down and I'm like, I was wrong. <laughs> this is great. But then there's other Pixar movies where I was like, that was bad. As much I, uh, of
0: a fan of you as you are of superhero films, I, know. I think you owe it to yourself to watch <laughs> The Incredibles. I know, I probably do. And especially The Incredibles 2 literally picks up right after the first one finishes thank you cgi (laughs) (laughs) that's an advantage of having cgi characters you can
1: do that yeah, and it's just that's the thing. I don't think I've ever like stood up and said I'm going to see that Pixar movie. It's mm-hmm. just always been we're going to see this Pixar movie. Okay, <laughs> uh, I will watch them.
0: Uh, I don't like the fact that I find myself crying to cartoons, <laughs> 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 which is many of these Pixar films make you do. Sure, <laughs> but uh, but no, The Incredibles was a lot of fun. If you're super a fan of superheroes and everything, there is just there's some great little superhero in jokes and stuff throughout the film I would definitely recommend it so yeah I'm definitely looking forward to the sequel I can't believe it's been 14 years (laughs) since that came out though
1: it'll probably be one of those things where I like get it out of the library so I can go see the sequel Mm -hmm. so as we get later into the year that's probably what I'll do yeah
0: and the uh, the last film I had that's coming out the first half of the year that I had on my list was the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom I only just recently watched Jurassic World what'd you think Not that great. So why do you want to see the sequel? Well, this was one of my sort of like, it's on my list as a a bit of irony. It's kind of like, why are they doing this? Have they not learned their lessons from the the first Jurassic Park films when they kept doing sequel after sequel and they kind of kept making up excuses to go back to this island. And this excuse seems even worse than any other excuse they ever did. All mm-hmm. oh, the dinosaurs, the park's closed, the dinosaurs are on the island, they're running free and they're fine. Oh, but the volcano woke up and it's going gonna, it's gonna to explode and we need to save the dinosaurs. No, you need don't. to what? Wait, why? Isn't this nature
1: <laughs> fixing its problem again?
0: Yeah. Uh, no. If you really want to say that you... We know the technology exists. You just can make you, them again. you can do it again. Yeah, maybe you learn from your mistake. No. Uh, so yeah, with some bit of irony, this is on my list of films okay. that I'm kind of looking forward to cuz I just I, no. <laughs> Go watch it to hate on it a little bit. <laughs> well, I hate I don't like to hate on a film, but you know, there are things where it's just like I just don't know why that's happening. It's I you know, obviously the first one made money. Uh, made a lot why, of money. And that's why it's happening.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was one of those movies that made a lot of money, and I was sitting there watching it going, like, nothing's happening. Or when was the last time a character you cared about died in a Jurassic World slash park movie?
0: Yeah, everyone makes it out. Yeah, Everybody. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: there's never a character that that truly matters to you. It's always just like, all right. Who's fodder? Like, who's going down? Who's you know, you know, who's not going down? Like, how intense would it have been if Chris Pratt's character got eaten mm-hmm. by the T Rex in that movie,
0: or Indominus Rex, or whatever? Whatever, they call it. just something like he's <laughs> he,
1: you know, he sacrifices himself and sure. he gets eaten, and you're just sitting there going, Oh crap, yeah, you totally change like how you view that, that movie and going forward to a franchise if it's something like. I don't know, just somebody feels like they have to go back and get the dinosaurs because they got him. It's like, we need revenge. It's like, hey, I'm on board with that. Go shoot them down, get eaten.
0: There was another film that I saw that it was a bit more of it on the level of the, the irony of the, the why it's happening, but I wanted to mention it. Uh, Game
1: Night, which comes out in March. <laughs>
0: Did you see the trailer for this The thing? trailer
1: looked funny, but it looked like one of those trailers where it's like, those were your best jokes, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Well, what surprised me
0: about this one, this one stars Jason Bateman, uh-huh. I was like, okay, he just did a film that's kind of, you know, with that same humor that didn't do that great. The what was it, office party or Christmas ho- office party or whatever. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, okay, it's the same joke, the same humor. And then the, this is effectively, I mean, the idea is a premise is a group of friends who meet regularly for game nights, find themselves trying to solve a murder mystery.
1: A real murder mystery, But apparently. isn't it one of those, like, they don't realize it's not they part They think of the game. it's fake. Right. Yeah. So this is very much like, there was a Bill Murray film. The Man Who Knew Too Little. Yes. That's a great movie. It is a great film. This feels like
0: a remake to that. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so here's, a, here's one of these films where it's a remake that they're not calling a remake. Right. Starring a bunch of people that may be talented, but have just done... Almost the same, they're they're playing the same role, effectively, mm-hmm. from a film that didn't do great. There are times where you wonder, why do the studios keep giving them money? Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, and... I just, th- I don't see this movie doing well. Right, and Jason Bateman's another one of those actors. He's not the one I was thinking of, but he's another one of those actors who's like, he's out there a lot. He's doing a lot of things. You know, he's doing some... Some more serious movies he's doing. Some of like just it's the same comedy over and over again. And maybe one of them makes it big, and so maybe that's what they're banking on. Well, this one did really well. Everybody loved Horrible Bosses. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, the only thing I can think of is um,
0: one of the reasons this film's getting made at all. It was written by John Daly, who wrote Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh, who has which has been kind of held up as probably the best Spider-Man. Right. One of the best that, Spider-Man movies that has ever been.
1: Right, yeah, because it's got that kind of like John Hughes feel to it. It's funny, it's clever, um, it's got a lot of heart. This doesn't look like that. This nope. just looks like you'll watch it, you'll chuckle, you'll never see it again.
0: Yeah, and like you said, all the good jokes, you just saw them. Yeah. yeah. So don't even bother seeing the film. <laughs> watch the trailer again. Watch the trailer with popcorn. There you go. There's your There's your movie experience. Uh, but yeah, that, so that's it. That's kind of some of the highlights coming out uh, the first half of 2018, some of the stuff that we're looking forward to. Did we make it through all the years? That think? was all of mine, okay. yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's a bunch of others because, I mean, there, there's a lot of films and some don't, some didn't have any trailers, which I kind of just skipped over. Um, there's a few films I couldn't quite figure out whether they're really coming out. There's a couple of films that look like they were made like a year or two ago, but Maybe they only did festival circuits and now they're doing like limited releases or something. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, I don't even know if I'm going to get a chance to see it. So, <laughs> <I don't, laughs> so that might have to be a DVD or blu, blu- ray somewhere down the line. We, we shall see. And then there's, like I said, I can't think of which film it was. There was one that said it was 2018, but then I go and look at the trailer again and you know, it was suddenly on IMDB says it's coming out next year. Like, all right, that's a big jump. <laughs> Whoops. So we'll, we shall see. See, so yeah, a lot of other films uh, coming up in the year. Anything you're looking forward to, folks, we'd be glad to hear your take on any of the stuff we've talked about or anything that you're looking forward to. It doesn't have to be superheroes or monsters or science fiction or horror or anything else. Uh, we, we've, we've got some great comedies and crimes, and I guess Ocean's 8 was a little bit of a crime comedy yeah the heist <laughs> comedy. a heist a heist film that's it so yeah I'd love to hear But anyone else's thoughts Shifters podcast gmail.com facebook group all that good stuff I think that's gonna do it we'll come back in a couple weeks for another discussion or another film to discuss and until then I guess thank you very much and we'll talk to you later bye all